Hello, this is Jim McGregor, Principal Analyst for Tirius Research, and I'm joined by my colleagues Paul Teich and Kevin Crewell, both Principal Analysts. And on this version of our Tirius cast, we're going to be talking about the GPU Technology Conference, otherwise known as GTC, put on by NVIDIA. It's a very important conference to the industry, especially around the concepts of AI and graphics. So we're going to kick this off with Kevin Crewell. Kevin, you want to give us an overview on some of the stuff around the architectural enhancements and uh, Quadro? Well, actually, Quadro is an interesting uh, product because what uh, NVIDIA has done is uh, taking their professional graphics product, aka the Quadro, and now has brought in uh, the latest Volta architecture into it. In addition, it's not just a single add-in card Volta. You can actually uh, connect two Volta cards together using NVLink with an over-the-top bridge. And this is the first time NVIDIA has done a add-in card uh, solution that with this over-the-top uh, bridge. So you can use a standard motherboard with a PCI Express uh, motherboard, I should say, and uh, plug these cards in, use the over-the-top, and you can get, either, you know, putting one or two of these uh, Quadro cards and get, uh, you know, up to two Voltas running uh, and the performance, you can use it for AI, you can use it for uh, just its graphics function. Uh, it's, it's a major step up for the Quadro product line. Paul, what about, what are they doing with Tesla and what are we seeing with uh, the platforms for Tesla? I think that was the big news uh, for GTC this year is um, you can look at the, they, they bumped up the uh, Tesla V100, the Volta generation, to 32 gigabytes of, of onboard high bandwidth memory. Um, at the same time, um, they also increased the TDP from 300 to 350 watts. Uh, that tells us something interesting possibly about um, how, how much power high bandwidth memory consumes. Uh, so I think we're in kind of in the right ballpark if we assume that 16 gig of uh, high bandwidth memory is about 50 watts. Maybe it's a little bit less, but... Um, they, they, they increased the, the package size by that much by, by doing only two things, adding the extra memory, going to 32 gigabytes total, and also uh, increasing the NVLink port count from four ports on the uh, SXM2 package, the, uh, the previous um, P100 series package for Tesla, to six NVLinks on the SXM3 package. And what that does is when you have uh, more connected Tesla V100s, you can have a, a, a higher connectivity model with better bandwidth between the nodes. And speaking of that, what they did was they also introduced something called NVSwitch. And so NVSwitch is an NVLink switch. Uh, it's a separate chip. It's about 2 billion transistors. Um, and essentially it's 18 full NVLink ports. It's a non-blocking switch architecture and it enables NVIDIA now to build systems with high uh, GPU counts out of, out of their new SXM3 package, the voltage generation. And so the first instance of that is the DGX2 system. It's a 10U, 10 kilowatt system 
containing 16 of the V the new V100s with 32 gig of memory. Um, it's a monster chassis. Um, in order to connect these 16 GPUs um, in, a, in an architecture that essentially is a maximum of three memory hops between any processor, uh, they have two motherboards, each with eight of their, of their V100s on it, and, and six of these NV switches. And so the, the, it's no coincidence, the six ports on each of the V100s uh, each connect to one of the NV switches on that board. Uh, so you have a, this eight-way connectivity to the six switches that means that any GPU on the board is only two memory hops, two, well, two, two network hops from another GPU's memory. The two boards are bridged directly um, by the six switches on each motherboard. And we'll have more detail coming out uh, most likely in the next platform over the, uh, the next week or so. So um, we'll, we'll point our, our Twitter followers to, to that detail. But it's, it's an incredibly powerful system, 16 GPUs, um, a, a couple of Platinum Series Intel Xeon processors, a bunch of PCI uh, Express switches and, and InfiniBand or, or 100 gigabit Ethernet ports. It's, it's a really badass system for machine, for machine learning, yeah. $399,000 and uh, at 10 kilowatts and 350 pounds. It's not something you're going to take with you. Actually, I just wanted to point out a couple of things that the uh, when I was talking about the Quadro, which is actually the GV100 uh, card, uh, it's actually rated for only 250 watts. So don't think that you need 350 watts for the uh, Quadro product. Um, they rated somewhat the performance compared to the uh, V100 product that goes into servers, uh, but you can fit it into a standard power envelope and PCI Express with it. So they're, they're covering the full spectrum from workstation all the way up through mega, mega server. <laughs> and and the, um, um, I'll point out one other thing on NVSwitch. Um, and, NVIDIA uh, right now is only shipping the NVSwitch inside their own DGX2 platform. Um, publicly, they have not precluded uh, selling NVSwitch to some of their systems partners or customers. Uh, but that hasn't happened yet, so that's something we'll have to watch for over time. It's kind of odd considering how broadly they went with the DGX1 platform. Yeah, I would kind of expect that the DG, the uh, NV switch would be available to their other partners. And beyond that, um, they also made an announcement with Arm that kind of surprised everyone. And it wasn't exactly clear. Kevin, you want to shed some light on that? Well, as what we found out so far is that and this goes back to the ARM Trillion project, which is their uh, platform for adding accelerators for things such as machine learning. Uh, ARM has always opened up uh, a spot for third-party IP to be included in the Trillion project. And in this case, uh, what NVIDIA is doing is donating its uh, N uh, NVDLA, the Deep Learning uh, Accelerator, uh, to that project so that Anybody who's in the Trillium project can access and get a hold of the NVIDIA IP. But in addition, NVIDIA still offers that IP directly from GitHub and, uh, and will be providing all the support uh, through the Trillium project. So you have two alternatives. You could go through ARM on the Trillium to get the NVDLA, or you can go directly to the NVIDIA site and the NVIDIA GitHub 
and download it directly. So there's two paths to it. I, I believe the real advantages of going through ARM is that uh, you know, it'll be part of the package of other uh, IP that connects to ARM uh, Cortex-A products and such, uh, and GPUs, Molly GPUs as well, uh, and make sure that those all work on the Trillium platform. Uh, the kind of, uh, well, say, odd part about it is the fact that ARM itself is developing its own um, uh, accelerator for neural net processing. Uh, so in a sense, ARM is embracing a competitor uh, competing IP here. Uh, it's a different, uh, you know, different platform. Uh, you know, NVIDIA, I think the goal for NVIDIA is to spread um, its um, deep learning processing into, uh, you know, embedded devices that NVIDIA don't ne wouldn't necessarily make, lower priced parts. Uh, and you can still get it at various configurations for low power. Uh, and, and the DLA uh, should actually work even in battery-powered devices, uh, but um, at the point this point in time, it's still kind of early. Uh, nobody's really embraced the DLA yet, but I've uh, talked to a number of people and they're looking at it, and I think that's uh, it has some potential. It especially if you're already in the Nvidia ecosystem in terms of training. It's also important to note that um, the two have been partner or are partners. The DLA architecture actually comes from the Xavier chipset that's for automotive and um, that chipset also uses ARM-based technology or ARM-compatible architecture. Right, yeah. The, uh, NVIDIA and ARM don't compete. Um, they're, you know, they're, obviously NVIDIA is a licensee of ARM and so there, uh, you know, is an a, a, a ongoing business relationship between the two, so they're not direct competitors. But, um, yeah, there is uh, somewhat of a uh, competing ARM IP for deep learning, uh, and it's still early for that that IP yet. And I think there's going to be a different uh, 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 direction for ARM in terms of they're focused on mobile. They're focused on uh, deeply embedded designs that are very low power. And uh, NVIDIA is, uh, I think, probably more of a performance architecture as opposed to a, a super low power architecture. Well, in addition to that, they also obviously wouldn't be GTC if they didn't talk about automotive because that's been a big push for NVIDIA over the past couple of years. Um, right after the Uber accident, NVIDIA actually pulled back its test vehicles off the road and said it wouldn't put them back on the road until they were sure it's safe. Now, they only have five, but they did that because they thought it was prudent. But at the same time, they announced the drive constellation simulation platform and basically that is a complete platform where automotive vendors can now actually train their systems without ever having to have the cars on the road so it includes the uh, xavier or pegasus um, platforms in uh, plus a full simulation platform um, based on their gpu and deep learning architecture so that any car company, whether it's an OEM, whether it's an automotive equipment vendor, whatever, can actually go out and start testing their platforms um, or test their platforms before they even get a car on the road and actually start that training and simulation early in the process. So it's interesting to see that they are continuing to offer a complete automotive solution. And they now have 370 partners in their automotive ecosystem, the largest of any. They continue to grow and definitely be the leader for, you know, SAE level four and level five autonomous vehicles going forward. Mm -hmm. So, Well, the, the Constellation is important, just like uh, aircraft simulators are important for pilot training. 
it allows you to train in the circumstances that you wouldn't want to put uh, people in real life. Uh, it could be dangerous situations. And you could do this in a, a simulated environment, um, just like they do with pilots and testing for uh, crash landings and other, you know, uh, extreme conditions. And you can do this also with the autonomous cars using Constellation. So, I mean, that's kind of a wrap up of some of the biggest news at GTC. Um, one of the things we heard consistently for the second week in a row, we were at, uh, Paul and I were at IBM Think the week before, and it was all about bandwidth, 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 system bandwidth, memory bandwidth, and obviously NVIDIA is following that trend with their new products and their new systems as well. So any other key takeaways, Paul, that uh, you'd want to mention about GTC? I think other than the the new switch architecture and DGX2 uh, and vSwitch, it was probably a slow year for new graphics systems innovation. Both both at uh, you know, IBM Think, uh, I think the big big news there was, of course, that that IBM's Power Nine architecture can sit uh, on the NVLink mesh as an NVLink node. But other than that, you know, I, I haven't seen much different than uh, the last year or so of, of, of systems. Folk, folks are essentially kind of in between design waves right now. So next year, I think we'll see some, some different systems architectures, uh, perhaps made possible by uh, more folks having access to NVSwitch. But, uh, but in the meantime, I think the market's just trying to absorb you know, P100, V100, and, and get those architectures done correctly. Yeah, I, I would. I think part of the issue here is that we're getting the effects of slowing of Moore's law. Um, the the uh, in, Nvidia Tesla, uh, or sorry, the uh, V100 uh, architecture Volta is still you know is in a 12 nanometer node, um, and uh, I think Nvidia is waiting for the next node probably seven, I think they might skip 10 because 10 has been focused very heavily on uh, mobile to uh, bring a next generation architecture. We didn't hear any roadmap information from uh, uh, Jensen Wong at the keynote and in any of the following sessions. So, you know, I think we're all kind of waiting to hear more about where's the roadmap and maybe Computex, there'll be some more information, at least on the consumer side uh, of where the roadmap is for uh, GPUs. Good point. Okay, well, thank you for joining the Tirius Research Group for the Tirius Cast, and please tune in for further updates as we continue to track what's going on, not only in graphics, but machine learning, AI, and all these different topics that are really important to the future of the market. Have a good day.